How do we stop and notice that incredible, holy things happen to us every day? My name is Rabbi Lauren Holtzblatt, and this is Awake, Finding the Holy in the Everyday. When you listen, I hope you'll take a few minutes to pause, to open yourself to the possibility that holiness, connection, and presence are around us all of the time. I've been thinking lately about our travelings during this pandemic. I don't mean physically, but I mean spiritually. I was thinking the other day as I was speaking with a friend that there have been different parts of this pandemic. There was the beginning in March when we knew very little. We thought to touch elbows was good enough. That was a good enough distance. And then we all went into our homes And it became that we were looking down at a month at home or six weeks at home. And then school was canceled. And many parents that I know were thinking, how in the world are we going to do this? Many of us are still thinking that. (laughs) How am I going to be a professional and to help my kids in school and to divide up the day? And then school ended and summer started and there was a new cycle of some reopening, canceled camp, thinking about work schedules, having had some of the quarantine under our belt and some rhythms in homes. And now as a rabbi, starting to think about the high holidays and the quarantine is different. We're back out in the street, but we are still masked and there are tons of restrictions. And certainly we know the numbers in our country have continued to go up. And it's had me thinking about journeys that oftentimes when we begin a journey, we, we can't see what's ahead. And so we think about it sort of in one in one dimension, right? We think about it just as a, an open plane. And when we're on the journey itself, we start to realize that there are different parts of the journey, different things that have happened to us along the way, things that we've learned, things that we've experienced, parts of the quarantine that have been really hard and we want to see put behind us, parts of it that maybe we've been delighted about, whether that's having more time at home, or a little bit more space to get more things accomplished, more time with children. There have been some, some delightful things and some things that we really miss about our lives. But I don't, at the beginning of coronavirus, we sort of looked out at the six weeks as one endless stream of time. And now when you look back, you can see how the journey has shifted and changed and molded over the last four months. In Parshat Maaseh, there, the Parsha begins with saying, Ela Maaseh bin Israel, Asher Yitzu Meretz Mitzrayim, that these were the travelings of the children of Israel who started out from the land of Egypt. And the Parsha goes on to basically list all of the places that the children of Israel traveled for 
38 years. So they traveled from Ramses, and from Ramses, they went to Sukkot, and then it tells us they encamped at Sukkot, and then they picked up from Sukkot, and they encamped at Etam, and when they finished camping at Etam, it tells us that they went to Piachachirot, and it keeps telling us all of these names. And normally when we read the, read the Parsha and we come upon a list of names that really mean very little to us at this point because we weren't there, we think to ourselves, okay, they're just, it's just a, it's a list. It's a list of names. It's a list of places that they were. And when you look at the commentaries, the commentaries have something different to say about this. Rashi, who's our famous medieval commentator, says, why, why does the Parsha, why is it written in the Torah, all of, the, all of these places that they traveled? Why, why would the Parsha write this down? Why is this in the Torah? So what Rashi says here is um, the reason that these, these places are named is to make known to us, the reader, the love that God had for the people, that even though that God had basically given a, a command that they would carry themselves around the desert, that they would wander around the desert for 40 years. What Rashi says was, this wouldn't be without pauses. It wouldn't be without manucha. It wouldn't be without rest. It wouldn't be without experiences of the desert. And so the reason that all of these places are mentioned are so that the children of Israel remember the experiences that happened in each one of those places. And the Midrash, he brings a Midrash from Tanhuma, which tells us that um, it's really quite beautiful. He says, um, he says that there's a drash here, which is a mashal, is a parable. And he, enli- he, he likens this this part of the Parsha to a melech, a king, Shehayaba Nochole, his son was sick. And he took him from place to another distant place in order to heal him, right? And that's equating God taking B'nai Israel from place to place in order to heal them of the things that they came out of Egypt and slavery with. And he says that what happens in this Parsha is that God is recounting to B'nai Israel all the places that they had traveled. He says, here is where we slept, and here is where we caught a cold, and here is where, you know, we, 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 there were parts of our heads that were hurting, right? And here, potentially, in, in this other place is where we started to begin healing. And then in mentioning each of these places, the journey doesn't look like one long line, but it's actually paths that groove, right? That have topography that go up and down and sideways. And I think much of our life is like that, right? Is that oftentimes we, we, we look back and we see, ah, when I was in this particular place, here's what I learned, here's what I experienced, here's what it felt like. And then I moved on to something else and it felt differently. 
And I think it's worthwhile to think back on the beginning of this time period, the beginning of March, because as we're looking ahead and there's so much uncertainty and not knowing where we're going, I worry we, sometimes we get lost in the future look and we forget to look back and to say, look how far we've come in these last four months. Look what we've done for each other. Look what's happened in our country. Look, we're tired. We've experienced a lot. But we've also, also come together in remarkable ways. We've stood up in, for injustice in remarkable ways. We've probably been there for our loved ones in remarkable ways, in ways that we never could have imagined before. And that too is part of the journey. And what we don't want to lose are the intricacies that have happened along the way as we head towards whatever future we're going towards. And so I want to offer you this week the opportunity to look back, look back just these four months and to see where have I been? What have I experienced? What have I loved? What were the highs? What were the lows? And what can I bring with me as I carry forward? Have a good week. Thank you so much for listening. Before I go, you can always check out more episodes at addisisrael.org slash awake or on Apple Podcasts. Please make sure to hit subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave a review to let us know you like the show. It helps us to get the word out. Finally, you can email us at awake at addisisrael.org to give feedback about the show. Let us know what you like and what you want to hear more of. Thank you for listening. And I'm wishing you a holy encounter this week.